It's been called a scandemic. Now retail banks are joining forces to fight fraudsters with a raft of new measures, including a joint scam-busting centre. Cyber watchdog CERT estimates financial scams cost Kiwis $20 million in 2022. So here's some of what the retail banks are committing to. They'll explore an industry-wide confirmation of payee account name-checking service. That's so people can see who they're sending their money to. Stamping out so-called called mule accounts that scammed money is filtered through before being sent on to other accounts and more consistent and timely outcomes for customers who have lost money. Earlier this week, a former fund manager told Checkpoint a class action against the banks was on the cards due to their alleged lack of action around scams. Well, joining us now is banking expert, Massey University Associate Professor Claire Matthews. Kia ora, Claire. Kia ora, Lisa. What difference do you think these measures will make? Well, that's really hard to judge. Um, I think it will make... It will have an impact and it will lead to some reduction, we would hope. But at the same time, what it will lead to is scammers looking for alternative ways of doing things in order to get round the measures that are put in place. So it's whack-a-mole, basically? That's my view, Absolutely. Okay, so is there anything that has prevented the banks from taking these steps earlier in the game? Because they don't seem too complicated. Um, well, arguably, no, it's just been a matter of um, getting a commitment to do so. But it's also important to remember that they have been, you know, some of the things that they're talking about is stuff that they're actually already doing. It's just reinforcing that these are things that they do. Um, and they have put been putting a lot of effort in, but it is... Going back to your uh, analogy, um, it hasn't been a matter of they've been doing things, but people have got round that, so now they've got to find new ways of doing things. This confirmation of payee um, issue, which is where names and accounts don't match up and there's no automatic matching of that, they're going to explore doing that. What are the barriers to them? Why can't they just crack on and get it done? Well, it's, techno- it's a technological um, answer, so it's not, never simple to introduce new technology and it's got to work with multiple systems because it's got to work for all the different banks. It's got to enable the banks to talk to each other. So it's not straightforward to do, but it is certainly something that's useful to do. You know, it's a question of exactly how well it will work because... Um, you know, if you set up an account and, and that, that has the right name that the payer is expecting to see, then that's not going to raise any red flags for them and they're going to continue to make the payment. So it's, it's not a, a silver bullet. It's just another step, another part of the process in terms of trying to reduce the number of customers that are impacted. This joint anti-scam centre is obviously based on an offshore um, model. Singapore has it. What do you know about the success of it there? Uh, I don't know a huge amount. Uh, it's only been operating for about 18 months in Singapore. It's um, based within the police. So it is a police unit, but it involves uh, a lot of ad- additional parties. So uh, six of the banks in Singapore have co-located staff into the centre um, so that they can talk more readily and you know, the police have got more access. Um, according to their website, they've had a success where they've managed to re- Retrieve 10 million US dollars for a customer. Um, that was one of their very early successes. So, you know, they've definitely had some success, although I think it actually was a loss of 14 million. So it's not like they recovered everything, but certainly um, that's a huge recovery for them. And they've done uh, 12 investigations, I think it was. So, you know, there's some clear work being done and some significant success being held.
Customers, I am thinking, will be most interested on whether they get their money back and who pays that money back. So part of this joint um, you know, initiative is that they're going to improve um, consistent and timely outcomes for customers. So, I mean, who should pay? when when If you transfer money out of your account and it's going to a scamster, who should who should pay your money back? Well, ideally, the scammer does. Um, but that hardly ever the, happens. So, what's that, the no, no, that's hardly ever happened. Yeah. Um, and... It's hard to, for me, it's really hard to justify the bank being liable if they've actually not done anything to contribute to it. Now, if they have actually contributed to it in some way by not having the necessary steps in, play, in place or not having, um, I'd seen a red flag that they should have and so taken action, then there's a liability on the bank. But if the bank has simply followed the instructions of their customer and made a payment, it's really hard to see why they should be held liable. You know, and that's not good for the customer either because obviously they've been scammed and they shouldn't be held responsible. But there's no simple answer to that, unfortunately. Is alleged apathy on the part of the bank to make changes to the system? Is that, well, does that create some kind of liability? Which is what some people would argue in this situation and have. It's a matter of whether you can prove that there's been an apathy that they've had an apathetic approach. Um, the reality is that the banks are doing and have been doing for some time a lot of work around schemes. If you talk to the banks, they have quite significant teams of people in place to try and avoid this. They don't want customers losing money. They One, because they don't want their customers to lose money, but also because of the negative um, effect it has for them in terms of reputation and all the rest of it. So from their own perspective, they don't want it either. So they are actually putting a lot of effort in. Whether it's um, quite the right things that they've been doing, uh, that's a different issue. But I think just suggesting that they've been um, showing apathy is is really quite harsh and I don't think it's a realistic assessment of the situation. We're almost out of time, Claire, but very quickly... um, (laughs) I'm wondering sort of time frame for this to get done in order that it would make a difference because they're talking about thinking about things rather than doing, giving a yeah, guarantee. That, yeah, absolutely. That is a problem. They need to be saying we're going to do this, these things and they need to do it promptly. Um, because a deadline? If, giving themselves a deadline, clear. Um, if I was putting a deadline in, I'd say by Christmas. Really appreciate your time, Claire. That is Claire Matthews, who's the Associate uh, Professor from Massey University and expert in banking there.